Welcome to Intrepid Media, the show for the business professional. Here, we're going to talk about business topics such as leadership, sales, marketing, HR, innovation, strategy, and technology. But we're also going to riff about lifestyle too and help you look better, feel better, and live better. This show is everything the modern business professional needs, from the C-level executive to the millennial. So let's get on with the show. Good morning and welcome back to Intrepid Radio. I am your host, Todd Schnick. You know, I just can't get enough conversation about marketing in the digital age. I've had a lot of conversations on that subject over the years, and and it's such a a dynamic space. There's so much evolution in what's happening and so much confusion. It's it's such a fascinating space, but we all need help navigating through it. I suspect today's conversation is going to help us do just that. I'm joined today by Shema Heider. She is the CEO of the Marketing Zen Group. Shema, welcome to the show. Thank you so much for having me, Todd. A pleasure to be here. Now, the pleasure is mine. I appreciate you carving out some time to join me. I know you are very busy, and so I appreciate you making some time to be with me. Shema, before we get into our conversation, you have a new book out called Momentum, How to Propel Your Marketing and Transform Your Brand in the Digital Age. So before we get into that, take a few quick seconds, tell us a bit about you, your background, and then give us a quick 10,000-foot view of the Marketing Zen Group. Yeah, absolutely. So I think it's it's the two go well together since I am the founder and CEO of the Marketing Zen Group. We're a web marketing agency. Essentially, we help clients who want to be household names get known. So our customers include people who want to be industry leaders and household names. And of course, we do that through digital marketing and the power of digital media. Hence the new book, Momentum. All right. Well, so let's get into it. Momentum, again, how to propel your marketing and transform your brand in the digital age. So I asked this question or some variation of this question with every guest, Shema, that I interview that is written on a subject by which if you were to go to Amazon and type in marketing or digital marketing or or how to transform your brand, there would obviously pop a lot of titles there. So why did the world need Shema's latest version of that? Why did you need to write this book? So, you know, it's so funny. I'll tell you why I needed to write it, but I think for that I have to step back just a little bit to give perspective. So, you know, my initial book is called The Zen of Social Media Marketing. Yes. And I wrote it because people were hungry to understand social media. There was really no, like, good primer practical guide out there. And so it, it fed market demand, and it's done really well. People have been very appreciative, and I've appreciated the readers, and now it's going into its fourth edition into the in this fall and it's used as a textbook to teach social media and college classes around the world. So it's been, you know, it, it's been a great journey and and I I guess I was sort of an accidental author to even start with because I didn't plan on writing a book. I just wanted to give people something that, you know, would allow them to be able to do that for themselves who, you know, there's a limit to how many people that I can work with at that time. Right. A funny thing happens when you write a book, especially a book that does well. People want to know when is your next book coming out. So immediately, and I'm talking just months, you know, people bombarded me and said, when are you writing your next book? And I, you know, this is my second book and it's been three years since I wrote the first one, which is uncommon for an author to do well and wait that long, especially in the, in the business space, because I didn't feel like I had anything new to say. I mean, a part of the reason I knew that Zen had been a success wasn't necessarily because I felt like, oh, I'm this excellent, you know, author, or I've got this great way with words. It really was because I felt 
it was an entrepreneur that said, here's market demand, here's what people are hungry for, let me give them that. They want a primer, they want something easy to understand, and my style is fairly straightforward, so I wrote it in that way. You know, it wasn't until I really started thinking about how the world had changed where momentum emerged as a book. So just like with Zen, I started seeing, you know, people have gone from this sort of understanding social media for the most part, right? At least they weren't questioning its place in society anymore or whether it was a fad or its validity. Then the question became more of, you know, what is, how do I deal with this overwhelm? Like with everything changing, how do I get a grip on my marketing? How do we feel like less stuck and kind of feeling really mired in, you know, all these tools. And that's where momentum came, right? It came from this place of, okay, people are now in a different place. The businesses that we work with are having different challenges than they did three, four years ago. So hence the book was born. Well, that's fascinating. So uh, let me ask you about that. I mean, because the one word I could use to describe, frankly, I'll just say marketing in the modern business world, I, so, certainly social media activity and strategy and, and obviously branding and, and transforming your brand in, in the digital age. I mean, this is stuff that when I hear that you your book came out three to four years ago, and now obviously you've had four, this is you're on your fourth edition, which, by the way, congratulations on that. Thank That's you. most impressive. This is this is a quickly evolving space. I mean, not a not a quarter passes that there's not some new tool, not some new idea, not some new success story that that jumbles up everyone's thinking and, and frankly I think induces panic to where they say, Oh my gosh, I cannot I cannot replicate what this company did. And so I, I'm just going to scramble and, and go f- default into the old way of doing things that I know and I'm comfortable with. This That's part of the overwhelm, right? I mean, is is that you look at what you have to do as a business, whether, and I want to understand that this is designed more for a large enterprise or, or small mom and pop shop, or probably both. The overwhelm is, I, this, this is changing so fast. I, I can't get, I can't get my head straight knowing on what's the one action I should take right now, right? Yeah, I mean, (laughs) absolutely. And, you know, that really is, Todd, where the book is born from, the sense of things are always changing. So hence, that's what's also different about this book is I don't really talk a lot about the tools. Like, I'm not talking in this book about whether you should be on Snapchat or, you know, is Pinterest here to stay? I'm really talking about sort of broader principles that can help guide people in this sort of maelstrom and sort of this crazy time of overwhelm with tools and choices. And so how do you make good decisions? What are some good paradigms or principles, right? So I cover five principles in the book that can help people get a grip. Well, and getting a grip is is, is the key phrase here. And, and I appreciate you saying that, Shema, because I, I've been dabbling as a marketing strategist for a long, long time. I'm more a media guy now than I am marketing strategist, but that was the evolution of my career. And I can remember how panicked my clients were. They'd call and say, oh, my gosh, there's this new thing out now called Pinterest. And I, I'm guessing what I should do is fold up everything else I'm doing and dive into that space, right? And I was like, oh, no, 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 no. I mean, we had to, there's a lot of questions we have to ask before we determine whether that tool is worth diving into. So I, I'm, I'm appreciative of the notion of this book being understand the principles, because if you understand the key principles, and by the way, we're going to get into those in a second. If you understand those basic principles, then you can apply that to virtually 
any tool, any strategy, any platform, right? I mean, that's is that what you're trying to say? Yeah, absolutely. So I'm saying, you know, as tools come and go, but if you follow these principles, you can sort of understand how to do business in the digital age, how to best market in the digital age. And really, I mean, I think this book is, is going to be relevant for, I would say, a decade, you know, maybe in a decade, there'll be something else. And maybe it'll have to be looked at totally differently. But it's much more evergreen than Zen, which, of course, needs the new additions to keep up and keep fresh, because it's a primer, it's a tactical, where this book is much more strategic in nature. Well, at the end of the day, the person we're marketing to is still a human being, right? And there are certain things that human beings expect when they're communicated to. And so you could read an advertising book from the 1960s from some New York advertising firm guy, and and a lot of those lessons still apply. Now, the tools may be different, the strategies may be different, but the principles are are the same, right? So at the end of the day, it's still about how to communicate and how to influence and how to motivate a a person, a human being to action, right? Yeah, absolutely. You know, I mean, the goals are the same, right? Right, What do businesses want to be able to make an impact, to make money, to increase revenues? I mean, these are very straightforward goals. And with marketing, of course, I think people tend to get distracted. I mean, we chase the shiny object rather than saying, okay, what are our goals? What are we trying to accomplish here? Well, that's maybe that's a great segue before we get into the principles is, is you have to, you have to have a strategy first, right? Before you can start just deploying tactics willy nilly. I mean, I, I mean that, that's where I see, certainly from my experience, that's where most organizations flop is that they, they still don't really know who they're trying to communicate with and what they're trying to say. That's a, you know, that's an ongoing issue. And I think the reason it gets more lost is because they're so focused on the tactics, the right. tools, like, you know, and, and it's, it's a shiny, it's a shiny syndrome too, right? We look at this new little trinket we want to play with, or this is fun and we lose sight. I think it's so funny. I've often said the most unsexy word in marketing is the most important and it's consistency. Oh. Right? It seems like the cousin of prudence. It's like, <laughs> yep. Yep. you know, it's like, oh, consistency. That just doesn't sound so great in like, you know, the Twitter age or the 140 characters and instant whatever, but really it is consistency that gets you results. Well, and as you said, the big problem here is overwhelming of all this. And when you're overwhelmed, it's hard to be consistent. You lose the discipline of being consistent with the practice and the deployment of of your message and your strategy. All right. Mm -hmm. All right. When we come back from the break, we're going to dive into the five strategies, the five principles behind Momentum, how to propel your marketing and transform your brand in the digital age. Shema and I will be right back. This episode is brought to you by the new international bestselling book, Leadership Rigor. This groundbreaking book will turn everything you think you know about leadership upside down. Leadership Rigor explores how to achieve breakthrough performance and productivity through leading yourself, leading teams, and leading at the organizational level. Author Erica Piedler outlines for her readers how to become change-ready leaders. Change-ready leaders are capable of embracing challenges with agility and optimism because they have the tools, models, and language to assess, structure, and facilitate solutions. Leadership is a skill that can be learned and practiced. Take the rigor challenge and ask yourself, do you want to lead mindfully and skillfully? Or do you want to subject your teams and organizations to your unstructured thoughts and approaches? The choice is yours. Will you rigor it? You can purchase Leadership Rigor on Amazon or by visiting ericpeedler.com. 
All right, I am back with Shema Haider, the CEO of the Marketing Zen Group and the author of the new book, Momentum, How to Propel Your Marketing and Transform Your Brand in the Digital Age. All right, so Shema, we talked before the break about the five principles that you teach in this book. So walk us through those. Absolutely. So there's five principles we cover in the book. I'll go through them pretty quickly and I'll give you a quick overview of each. And then if you have questions, Todd, I'm happy to delve into any specifically. Um, You know, the five principles are really agility through analytics. And that means there's no sacred cows. You you can't say, I like green, so the logo is going to be green. This is more about looking at data and making decisions based on what you're seeing in front of you, right? The second is customer focus. So a big shift, so not your usual customer service thinking. This isn't talking about like, oh, customers come first. Customer focus is very much about, you know, the old way of doing business was what is doing business, you know, with us, say about our brand. It's all about the business. It's all about the business brand first. And this is really about the shift to saying, what is doing business with us allow our customer to say about themselves? And companies that understand this are at a huge advantage. The third principle is integration, this idea that digital and physical don't have to be separate. It really is the one and the same, right, in terms of how customers get their information and how do you integrate that process. And then fourth is content curation. Uh, Case in point, Todd, exactly what you're doing. Rather than creating all the content or feeling like businesses constantly have to come out or churn stuff, it can be about being that filter for your audience where you take data and information and turn it into wisdom or bring them the best of. And my fifth principle is cross-pollination. This idea that, you know, you can look beyond your silos. So you no longer look at vendors and customers and see them in boxes, but step back and say, you know, what are we what are we trying to accomplish and how can there be synergies here that we didn't look at before? A great example of this is, for example, leveraging your employees as your first line of defense when it comes to social media. Yeah, gosh. All right. Well, we could talk for five hours and virtually each one of these principles. Let me poke at you with a few questions. So this uh, agility through analytics. Yeah, it's all about data, right? And here's the thing. And I I interview people across a wide variety of industries. And what's easy to say is, look, today with the tools that are available, it's really easy to collect data per se. It's really hard, and most people really stink at the idea of doing something meaningful and actionable with that data. And I'm sure there's countless organizations that would consider themselves probably a small to medium-sized organization that would say, look, I'm not some large enterprise. I don't have a staff of 1,000 people who can analyze and, and make predictions and, and, and give me direction on what I should do as a result of studying all this data. I'm a small business. I can't, I don't, I can't do that. You and I both know they're wrong. How do we get all businesses realizing that, yeah, even you can, can leverage data? You know, it's so, I'm so glad you asked that, Todd, because I always share a really basic example. Almost every small business owner has Google Analytics, right, on their website. And if you don't, it's very simple to put on. It's just it's literally a line of code. But you, can, you have, for example, your analytics data or someone in the organization who looks at that. And two very quick metrics that tell you a huge story that people don't think about. One, for example, is just your bounce rate. Bounce rate tells you how many people leave, hit the back button or leave your site after landing on it. And of course, you know, if the bounce rate is more than 70%, you have a huge problem, for example. It's telling you that your website doesn't convert. It's telling you that no matter, you know, either the traffic that you're sending isn't 
qualified or the people that are coming on your site aren't finding what they're looking for. And that's that alone, you know, we call that agility through analytics, but it's not big data. It's just useful data. Another metric being how many people access your site, for example, through mobile devices. So when we work with clients, one of the things we look at is, you know, if more than, for example, 50% of their traffic is coming from mobile devices, but their site's still not optimized to be mobile friendly, that's a huge missed opportunity. Shema, how is it possible that there's a business that exists today that site is not mobile optimized? I mean, it's just, I mean, I can remember, I'm old enough to tell you that I remember when there were organizations that said, hmm, should we have a website? And we're flash forward to today, and the question is, why why aren't you mobile optimized? I mean, it blows my mind. And you said 50%. I think if your percentage is a third, I think that, I think, because you and I both know in a few years, Oh, sure. Yeah. I mean, it really, I mean, I, it's just a matter of having, you know, them realize saying already at this moment, you're losing half your prospects, right? And that's a huge wake up call. But yeah, it's amazing how many companies, and of course, it's the same thing, right? They're overwhelmed or they've got other things going on. But again, this is a great example of analytics and use, you know, agility to analytics so you can make that quick pivot and say, okay, this is what's working or this isn't. Or another great example. If you have a blog, if you have something that does really well, if you look in your analytics to see what gets the most traffic and just go back and update that post, that's a really quick kind of easy win where you're learning from your analytics and making sure that that stays relevant. Yep, good stuff. So the second principle, customer focus. Now, this is one of those things that someone looking at that list would say, well, yeah, of course. No, of course I'm focused on my customer, but you and I both know they're probably not. Tell me what you actually mean by customer focus. Yeah, so, you know, most people say they're customer focused, and I, and I believe it. I think businesses, you know, that do well, obviously, have to have some element of customer focus for sure. But the bigger question is, is really, in the way I talk about it in the book, isn't like the customer's always right or how important, you know, putting the customer first. It's really from a branding and marketing perspective to say, you know, people don't do business with us because of what we say our brand is. People do business with us because of what doing business with us says, says about their personal brand. So just think about the segment, Todd, and people who are tuning in and listening. You know, you could say, okay, this is what this podcast is about, and we could sit here and talk about that. But really, they're saying, hey, I like intelligent content. I like being able to expand my worldview. I'm interested in my professional life. It says more about their brand than it says anything about, you know, whatever whatever we could say. So I want to jump to content curation. Now, it's interesting because your natural inclination would be that you would counsel them to create content versus curate, which which I, I'm so thrilled to have this conversation because I agree with you 110 percent that this this there's so much power in leveraging what's already out there and, and, and providing the real, truly valuable nuggets to your audience. Talk more about the difference between creation versus curation, because I think there's probably a lot of people that don't really understand the difference. Uh, now, obviously, I'm in the business of helping my clients create content. I mean, that's a big part of what we do. But there is so much amazing. And, and, and as you as you pointed out, yeah, I cheat because I, I earn I have a successful business because I have conversations with people like Shema Heider and I, I pull wisdom and knowledge from her and then I share it to my audience and that makes all of us look good. That is part of what you're talking about with curation. But I, I think most people are still struggling with the idea of creating content, let alone do they, do they fully understand the true power and the true leverage that comes from curating content. Yeah, 
absolutely, you know, and so I think Todd, even to that, I would say it's the same, it's the same concept, right, of understanding your audience that we were talking about before and saying, you know, what's the connection? What does my audience need? And then being that filter. So, for example, I was just talking to a law firm and they were talking about what kind of content they can create and they help businesses. So I said, you know, it's not just about helping businesses with their legal needs. That's clearly what you do. But your bigger goal, of course, is to look at their goal, which is to help their business grow and be stable. So if you created content and curated, for example, webinars from experts, interviews that helped your audience, right, that's that's a triple win. Yes, I agree with you. But do you and I agree that there still is power? There is a place to create your own content as well. I, I think if you can come up with a, with a hybrid of both of those, because part of the idea of creating your own content is also to demonstrate your knowledge and your expertise, right? I mean, so oh, there is absolutely. still value in that. I mean, absolutely. And that's the thing, though, because that's been talked about so much, right? So if I felt like if in the book I talked about content creation, well, there's other books that talk about that. And that's not to dismiss that. It was just, all right, there's content creation, but there's also content curation. So you don't feel like you always have to keep coming up with new stuff by yourself. Right. So you're right. It is a hybrid model of you want your expertise and you want to share your view, of course. But at the same time, what, what matters is what's useful for your audience, whether that comes from you or someone else. All right. Good stuff. So one of the things I want to talk about is in the book, you talk about how you can leverage the lessons learned from momentum to, to not only demystify the, the marketing landscape and help combat all that overwhelm, but you can also leverage all of this to spot opportunities to grow your organization. At the end of the day, that's what a lot of people think this is all about is how do I grow my business? How do I sell more product? How do I move an audience to action? So walk us through some key steps on how you can leverage all of these principles to spot opportunities to grow the business. Yeah, you know, I think it's what's great is, and, and I've heard this from readers too, is if they've gone through the book and read each chapter, at the end of each chapter, there's some very actionable items you can take. So it's almost like you can audit yourself as you go along. So you can say, okay, agility through analytics, are we doing that? Who's looking at our analytics on a monthly basis and making these sorts of decisions or even bringing these sorts of things into focus, right? Customer focus. How are we thinking about our audience's brand or customer's brand? Does doing business with us make them proud? Does that make them happy? What is it that allows them to say about their brand? Then integration. Where are we still disconnected between our physical and digital? Is there a way to bring that together? Content curation. And while we're creating our own content, is there a way where we could also be showcasing expert voices, something different that our audience would be interested in? And then cross-pollination. You know, what have we kind of put aside in a silo thinking, oh, that's all this is, or this is only in this category, that really there could be a lot more opportunity there. I got it. I got it. All right. So where do we go from here? I mean, I, I, I think part of, part of the problem here is that we deal with this overwhelm that you mentioned, that there's so much happening that people just get lost and they end up taking zero action. And or they just they jump into that very natural tendency with the overwhelm that they just dive into the tactics without thinking about the strategy. The, where, where do we go from here? I mean, there's a reason your first book, which was enormously successful and now it's in its fourth edition. There's a reason why you had to have four editions, because this this space is very fluid and is changing and it's evolving. I mean, this this process never ends. Right. I mean, you can't as a small business listening to this conversation or buying one of the books, whatever edition it is, and they, and they learn the lessons from it and they begin to apply it. I imagine they're going to see immediate results. But over time, 
this is going to evolve and things are going to change and there's going to be new tools, there's going to be new ideas and there's, the market will be influenced by a lot of different things. The, the, the point also here, though, Shema, is that this is a never-ending process. You have to stay on your toes here and you have to continue to think about these things, you continue to evolve and continue to apply these five principles. And that process never ends, right? The process never ends. I mean, that's the other thing you have to realize is it's not about what tool to use, right? This is really recognizing that we're, this is the ecosystem we live in. So it's kind of like the fish that's swimming in water that says, what water? <laughs> right, right, exactly. Or like, you know, like, what do you mean things are wet? Because it's, and it's kind of like that where we are that fish and we have to realize that this isn't about using technology or using certain tactics. It's understanding this is a whole new ecosystem. Yep. All right. Well, Shema, gosh, we could talk for hours about all of this stuff. Sadly, we're out of time for today. Before I let you go, uh, should anyone have any kinds of questions about any of this, how can they contact you? Where can they learn more about the Marketing Zen Group? And most importantly, where can they find their hands a copy of Momentum, How to Propel Your Marketing and Transform Your Brand in the Digital Age? Well, Todd, it's been a pleasure. And if people want information, they can certainly go to marketingzen.com to learn more. Lots of great content there, created and curated. And of course, they can find Momentum on Amazon and in bookstores nationwide. All right. And I think it's important, too, to talk about Momentum because I think this really is a Momentum sport. And, and I think there's something to be said for that once you kind of get this process moving and flowing, that you start building up this momentum. I think that is essential to success in marketing and sales today, right? Yeah, it's, it's absolutely crucial. All right. Shema Heider, the CEO of the Marketing Zen Group and the author of a new book, again, called Momentum, How to Propel Your Marketing and Transform Your Brand in the Digital Age. Shema, a real pleasure to have you. Thanks again for stopping by. Thanks, Todd. And good luck with the launch of this great book. All right. That's all the time we have for today. Again, on behalf of my guest, Shema Heider, I am Todd Schnick. We'll see you soon on Intrepid Radio. Thank you for listening to Intrepid Media. We appreciate your attention. To receive everything we do, simply go to intrepidmailinglist.com. That's intrepidmailinglist.com and sign up. You can also find us at intrepid.media and on iTunes. And to support the important work we do on your behalf, a rating and review on iTunes will help spread our work far and wide. Again, we certainly appreciate your support. Now get out there, be intrepid, and we'll see you next time.